Well, hello and welcome to Straight Talk About Money with me, your host, Coach Chris. Have you ever uttered these words? I wish I'd learned about money in school. Well, if so, this podcast is for you. I want to take the mystery out of your money world so you can take back control of your money and stop living from pay to pay. I want to be able to talk simply and plainly about all things money. So if you have questions, and I know you do, then send them in to me at podcast at coachchris.com.au. And let's take the mystery out of money so that you can save, give, take a trip, buy your own home, retire, become a millionaire, whatever it is you want to do with your money, I want to help you. So join me and start your journey towards a strong financial future today. Well, hello, everyone. It is good to be back. I feel like I've not been um, on the podcast for ages, but it's actually only been a week. I've had a really, really busy last couple of weeks, so I do apologize for missing last week. Um, but today, I want to really talk about some interesting conversations that I've been having. So because, um, you know, we're hearing everywhere that the cost of living has gone up. And so I've started to ask people what they are doing to really combat the rising prices. And uh, there's some very resourceful people out there that I have found. Um, and in many of the areas, uh, the way people are doing things better is in the area of food. So I will spend the majority of time on that. But I just want to talk a little bit, bit about other people's resources, resourceful ways. Um, when it comes to fuel, uh, obviously, people are downloading the petrol apps to find out where the cheapest place is, but that, you know, there's not much of that around. But even looking at things like, well, can we share rides to work? Is it cheaper for me to use public transport? Should I buy a motorbike? Um, you know, all these things to see whether things can be done a bit cheaper, because let's face it, uh, petrol has gone up hugely. And if you do a lot of running around, then you you really are seeing a massive increase in your bill, a few hundred dollars. It's actually quite astounding. So if you can't avoid it, then you've got to find other ways to cut back. The other area, of course, is interest rate rises. And many people are finding that their once affordable mortgage has um, suddenly gone up. And depending on how much money you actually owe, will depend on how much that has actually gone up. The more you owe, of course, the bigger the rise. Um, and so people have been quite resourceful. They have been ringing around to try and get a better deal, which is always a very good idea. Um, and real, realistically checking out the fixed rates. Now, fixed rates um, at this moment in time, when, when interest rates are rising, sometimes the variable um, saves you money for quite a while because the fixed rates are a lot higher. But yeah, if if um, affording your mortgage is something that is starting to worry you, maybe fixing would be a good option because at least you would know exactly what your interest payments, what your principal and interest payments, your mortgage payments should be over the next few years. And then you can guarantee that and you can work your budget around it. But always a good idea to call your um, lender uh, and call around and see what everybody else is doing and then just say to your lender, I can get a better interest rate at and give them an, an example. And sometimes they'll come to the party and match that. 
So those are the two areas where people are finding that they can do something, but the majority of those two areas, you know, prices have risen and that's the end of that. So where on earth are we going to cut back? And really, it's got to be in the area of lifestyle, food, entertainment, you know, those kind of things. The things that we do without really thinking, but, you know, it's gone a bit further than that this time. It's more Um, what can we do better about the food? So a few things that I have been discovering as I've been asking questions over the last few days. So one thing that has really come out of this is that people have very definite boundaries, you know, making statements like, I will not spend $6 on a lettuce. I refuse to pay $9 for broccoli. You know, those kind of things. I found that quite... um, uh, uh, interesting. And I found that prolific. That's a really, really um, broad answer that a lot of people are using. So that's quite interesting. Um, the other thing that I found is people are replacing things. So one lady the other night, thank you, Fiona, um, said to me that she has replaced lettuce with spinach because spinach is a lot cheaper. So their sandwiches and their packed lunches get lettuce uh, instead of lettuce. Um, they get spinach and that um, proves to be a lot cheaper. The other thing people are talking about is, well, let's look at vegetables that are actually in season because they should be a lot cheaper, Um, which usually rings true, but I have have actually found that that's not always the case. But I think the way to to combat that is to actually visit a fresh food market I'm finding that instead of the supermarkets, the fresh food markets, uh, like the um, the fruit and veg markets, are a lot cheaper. And it's worth taking the time to go and visit them because um, you will save quite a lot. But the other thing that has also come out of this is the fact that people are not wasting anything. And even myself the other day, I did pay $6 for a lettuce and uh, because I love lettuce and it features a lot in my food. So, you know, when you really look at it, how many meals is it is it um, going through $6? In my mind is not very much because it actually does cover a lot of meals. So I did buy lettuce, but um, what I did notice was over the last couple of days, I have not eaten any. And in the back of my mind, I've got this pressure happening. I need to eat that lettuce because it cost me $6. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure going on. And I and I and many other people are saying the same thing. They're very much aware of what's in the fridge. What are they buying? They're not necessarily buying as much as they used to do. They might be doing smaller shops to make sure that they use everything up. And everybody is looking for ways to deal with the leftovers or to deal with what what is not used. So some um, ideas came out of that with the fact of, well, what do we do when the veggies are getting a bit limp? What do we do when we know we're not going to be able to eat all these veggies in time? What can we do? Or we've got some leftover fruit. Well, the freezer seems to be featuring big time in these decisions. So, for instance, if you have got too many veggies and you can't use them, maybe you can freeze them. One lady talked about blanching them. Now, I think 
that I'm pretty sure I remember my mum doing this. So you plunge the veggies in boiling water and it must seal them somehow. Maybe it traps the flavour or something like that. Um, and then you can just put them in a snaplock bag and put them in the freezer, taking all the air out, I think. Um, and then they will be there for a while and, and still very fresh and will last a lot longer than just leaving them in your fridge and then letting them rot. Um, the other thing is with fruit, chopping it up um, into chunks so that you can freeze it and then add it to your smoothie. So if, with fruit, oftentimes um, things go a little bit mushy and sloppy when you have frozen them, but to add them to your smoothies, that's delicious, or even to a bowl of ice cream. Very, very delicious. Uh, possibly not at this time of year, but because it's in your freezer, they will last a lot longer and you'll be able to enjoy it in the hot summer months. So people are very conscious of that. Also with leftovers. Now, I am someone who loves leftovers, especially in the wintertime when you have had a hot meal the night before and there are leftovers so you can enjoy hot food for your lunch when it's so cold. So I really love leftovers. But one of the things I have been doing and I've heard from a few of you is thinking about when you put those leftovers in that plastic container to put it in the fridge, instead of just doing that an automatic pilot, be thinking, am I actually going to eat that this week or are we too busy or have I got other meals planned? And if the answer is that you're going to be too busy and that will probably mean that it's going to go mouldy. So instead of putting it in the fridge, pop it into the freezer. But as one lady laughed to me the other day, make sure that you label what you put in the freezer. She was busy eating quiche one day, um, meat pie one day when she thought she was going to be eating quiche. So make sure you label them um, so that you know exactly what you've got in your freezer, but that will give you some extra meals along the way and it will save your food from going rotten or being wasteful. Now, thankfully, I have chickens out the back. So any really um, out of date veggies, my chickens just absolutely love it. So it's not wasted because they do produce some beautiful eggs, absolutely huge eggs, um, which unfortunately, because it has gone cold, I have been missing those because my little chickens, Jenny and Polly, have stopped laying. So I am missing that and I'm having to go and buy some eggs. But never mind. Um, most of the time, I don't have to buy any eggs because they do a pretty good job. So I don't mind giving them some of the leftover veggies along the way. Um, and the other thing that has come out of this is the difference the different approaches to of the age groups, the different approaches of the age groups is what I'm trying to say. So the reaction to the younger generation, not uh, the people in around about their 30s, 30s, mid 30s, are not quite sure how to do better with their food. But people in their 50s, 60s, they are um, looking back to what their mums used to do. So for myself, for example, um, when I look to thinking, how can I make the food go further? I'm choosing maybe a piece of roast meat. So let's use the example of a chicken. So I will buy a chicken. I will roast it. I will get a meal out of it. So we'll have a roast dinner that night. We will have sandwiches the following day. And then we'll have a meal with the leftover shredded chicken. And then I will throw 
the bones into a pot, fill it up with water, bring it to the boil. And then once when it's boiled nicely and I've got the flavours out of the bones, I will take the bones out, discard them, and I'll put some veggies in there and cook them up and blend it. So I make a lovely soup. And that served with hot crusty bread is a very lovely, warm, nourishing meal. So I've got four meals out of that one chicken. And you can do the same thing with um, a roast beef. So buy a roast. When there's some left, you can have several meals from it. You can even end up having wraps. You can have uh, things like a roast pork, pulled pork. Um, so just be really thinking ahead of time. Um, there are a few cookbooks out there, and I'm thinking of one especially, one of my favourite authors of cookbooks, Jamie Oliver, Um, He actually had a book out a few years ago now called Save with Jamie. And he actually talks about the roast portion being the mothership. Um, And he cooks up the roast and then he does a lot of meat. He he tells you some meals that you can actually do with the leftovers, depending on what you've got. So for those of you who have got no idea how to make something go further, that might be a really good book to um, have a look at grab it from your library. You don't even have to buy it. Um, or, or maybe one of your friends have got it on their bookshelf. But if not, uh, save with Jamie, um, you will find in a good bookstore. And I've got that on my bookshelf. And it's often something that I turn to. It's a very good one. He actually talks also about freezing fruit. So that's good. Um, so yes, but then the older generation know those things. It's the younger ones that struggle. And what also seems to be bothering the younger generation is they have got used to instant food. So a lot of people still using um, these driving services to bring them food and costing a huge amount more than if they were to make a meal for themselves. So I think it's a really good idea to think of some meals that you can produce very quickly. Um, And again, talking to some people over this week, asking what they do, you know, how how can they be prepared when they're working full time, working long hours, and when you get home, you can't be bothered. And uh, one lady said to me that she makes sure that when she gets up in the morning, she decides what they're having for tea, she gets the meat out, And she gave the example of doing butter chicken. So she also got a jar of butter chicken sauce. Um, And so when she comes home, she doesn't even have to think about it. She just throws a few veggies with it, cooks the rice. And there, without even thinking, she's got a meal on the table in about 15, 20 minutes. So that's a really good idea. What I tend to do is I think about what I can do with my slow cooker. So in the morning, I prepare a meal. And then all through the day, I'm getting this lovely smell of cooking food. And then when we're ready to eat, it's there already, usually just having to add some rice or pasta or something like that. So I find that the slow cooker is very, very helpful. And you can also choose cheaper pieces of meat if you're cooking something over a long piece of period of time. It actually makes the meat so tender, it it tastes and feels like this is a very expensive cut of meat. But in actual fact, it's a quite a cheap cut of meat if you can call any of the meat cheap right now. (laughs) So there you have it. I think really shopping around, obviously because of the petrol, you can't go from place to place to place. Um, Some people are saying that click and collect saves them a lot of money. So by filling their shopping trolley online, they can put in and pull out to the heart's content till they get the right amount that they want to spend. And then it's one quick trip to the shop to go and pick it up. So they're not even paying delivery costs 
Um, and if it's just it's their store up the road, the petrol's not very bad either. It's very um, expensive either. So there's a few things to get you thinking. I think it's a really good idea to just think about what you're doing. You know, when you're finding that your budget is getting tighter and tighter and tighter, just stop at the end of the end of every day and inspect your day. What did I do well today in the area of spending? How could I have saved? What could I have done better? And really start to plan that so, you know, you can move forward with this and do better each week. And one of the best things you can do, and, you know, I've proved this so many times, is to take some time before you do your shopping and plan your week's menus, remembering what you're doing that week, because it's no point planning all of these involved meals if you're working really late or you've got to race around and take children to sports and you've got no time to actually be in the kitchen, you're going to have a lot of food going to waste and that's not going to help. And it's just going to frustrate you and you're going to end up having takeout. So when you're planning your meals, when you're planning your menus, make sure you've got a diary in hand so that you know what's coming up and then plan wisely so that maybe you're making a, f- a bit of meat last a lot a few nights like a roast like I was just talking about before so planning ahead making sure you're making the most of everything that you're buying um, and remember that great tip of if you think you've got leftovers you're not going to use into the freezer even your veggies if you're not going to use them into the freezer and your fruit also and so you know a freezer might be something well worth investing in at the moment and because you know if you go out there and you see something is on a magnificent sale you can buy in bulk and use your freezer to make that go further so i hope that's helped you and i hope it's got those brain cells working um drop me an email with any more ideas i'd love to hear what you do Um, And especially if you've got young people in your life, bring this subject up because they really don't know how to do this stuff. And what I realize is I am looking back over what my mum and my grandma did. And of course, my grandma would have uh, been alive towards the end of the war years. So they would have been on rations and they will understand how to make something go a long way. So it's a really good idea if you're a younger person find somebody older and ask them what they used to do, get some ideas of what they used to do. They they did amazing things with a piece of meat, making it go so fast. And they're great to talk to. And if you're an older person, just start the subject and see what people can glean from you. So there you go. Love talking to you. Have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next time. Such a